Today is the 22nd day of January. Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. It's so good to be here with you on this January uh, cold, blistery cold here in Middle Tennessee day, uh, no matter where you are. So glad that you're here, that you've made your way here, and that you are engaging a part of your day to connect to God through His Word. There's no better way to know God um, other than to talk to God, I guess, than to be in His Word and to allow the still small voice of God to speak and change us from the inside out. We're continuing our reading in Genesis today, reading Genesis chapters 30 and 31, and yesterday's reading uh, lots of deceit happening, lots of conniving which has caused some drastic things to take place. And we pick up in the story where Jacob and Esau are divided because of the actions of their mother who turned son against son. And this is not the first time uh, in this particular story with these two brothers that this has happened either. So. Let's see what happens today. Genesis chapters 30 and 31, and this week we're reading the Common English Bible. When Rachel realized that she could bear Jacob no children, Rachel became jealous of her sister and said to Jacob, Give me children. If you don't, I may as well be dead. Jacob was angry at Rachel and said, Do you think I'm God? God alone has kept you from giving birth. She said, Here's my servant Bilhah. Sleep with her, and she will give birth for me. Because of her, I will also have children. So Rachel gave her servant Bilhah to Jacob as his wife, and he slept with her. Bilhah became pregnant and gave birth to a son for Jacob. Rachel said, God has judged in my favor, heard my voice, and given me a son. So she named him Dan. Rachel's servant Bilhah became pregnant again and gave birth to a second son for Jacob. Rachel said, I've competed fiercely with my sister, and now I've won. So she named him Naphtali. When Leah realized that she had stopped bearing children, she took her servant Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as his wife. Leah's servant Zilpah gave birth to a son for Jacob, and Leah said, What good luck! So she named him Gad. Leah's servant Zilpah gave birth to a second son for Jacob, and Leah said, I'm happy now because women call me happy. So she named him Asher. During the wheat harvest, Reuben found some erotic herbs in the field and brought them to his mother, Leah. Rachel said to Leah, Give me your son's erotic herbs. Leah replied, Isn't it enough that you've taken my husband? Now you want to take my son's erotic herbs too? Rachel said, For your son's erotic herbs, Jacob may sleep with you tonight. When Jacob came back from the field in the evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, You must sleep with me because I've paid for you with my son's erotic herbs. So he slept with her that night. God responded to Leah. She became pregnant and gave birth to a fifth son for Jacob. Leah said, God gave me what I paid for, what I deserved for giving my servant to my husband. So she named him Issachar. Leah became pregnant again and gave birth to a sixth son for Jacob. And she said, God has given me a wonderful gift. 
Now my husband will honor me since I've borne him six sons. So she named him Zebulun. After this, she gave birth to a daughter and named her Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel, responded to her, and let her conceive. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son and said, God has taken away my shame. She named him Joseph, saying to herself, May the Lord give me another son. After Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, Send me off so that I can go to my own place in my own country. Give me my wives and children whom I've worked for, and I will go. You know the work I've done for you. Laban said to him, Do me this favor. I've discovered a divine sign that the Lord has blessed me because of you. So name your price, and I will pay it. Jacob said to him, You know how I've worked for you, and how well your livestock have done with me. While in my care, what little you had has multiplied to a great deal. The Lord blessed you wherever I took your livestock. Now when will I be able to work for my own household too? Laban said, What will I pay you? Jacob said, Don't pay me anything. If you do this for me, I will take care of your flock again and keep a portion. I will go through the entire flock today, taking out all of the speckled and spotted sheep, all of the black male lambs, and all of the spotted and speckled female goats. That will be my price. I will be completely honest with you. When you come to check on our agreement, every female goat with me that isn't speckled or spotted, and every male lamb with me that isn't black, will be considered stolen. Laban said, All right, let's do it. However, on that very day, Laban took out the striped and spotted male goats and all of the speckled and spotted female goats, any with some white in it and all of the black male lambs, and gave them to his sons. He put a three-day trip between himself and Jacob while Jacob was watching the rest of Laban's flock. Then Jacob took new branches from poplar, almond, and plane trees, and he peeled white stripes on them, exposing the branches' white color. He set the branches that he had peeled near the watering troughs so that they were in front of the flock when they drank, because they often mated when they came to drink. When the flock mated in front of the branches, they gave birth to striped, speckled, and spotted young. Jacob sorted out the lambs, turning the flock to face the striped and black ones in Laban's flock, but keeping his flock separate, setting them apart from Laban's flock. Whenever the strongest of the flock mated, Jacob put the branches in front of them near the watering troughs so that they mated near the branches, but he didn't put branches up for the weakest of the flock. So the weakest became Laban's and the strongest, Jacob's. The man Jacob became very, very rich. He owned large flocks, female and male servants, camels and donkeys. Jacob heard that Laban's sons were saying, Jacob took everything our father owned and from it he produced all of this wealth. And Jacob saw that Laban no longer liked him as much as he used to. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Go back to the land of your ancestors and to your relatives and I will be with you. So Jacob sent for Rachel and Leah and summoned them into the field where his flock was. He said to them, I am aware that your father no longer likes me as much as he used to, but my father's God has been with me. You know that I've worked for your father as hard as I could, but your father cheated me and changed my payment ten times. Yet God didn't let him harm me. If he said, The speckled ones will be your payment, the whole flock gave birth to speckled young. And if he said, the striped ones will be your payment. The whole flock gave birth to striped young. 
God took away your father's livestock and gave them to me. When the flocks were mating, I looked up and saw in a dream that the male goats that mounted the flock were striped, speckled, and spotted. In the dream, God's messengers said to me, Jacob, and I said, I'm here. He said, look up and watch all the striped, speckled, and spotted male goats mounting the flock. I've seen everything that Laban is doing to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed a sacred pillar and where you made a solemn promise to me. Now get up and leave this country and go back to the land of your relatives. Rachel and Leah answered him, Is there any share or inheritance left for us in our father's household? Doesn't he think of us as foreigners since he sold us and has he even used up the payment he received for us? All of the wealth God took from our father belongs to us and our children. Now do everything God told you to do. So Jacob got up, put his sons and wives on the camels, and set out with all of his livestock and all of his possessions that he had acquired in Padan Aram in order to return to his father Isaac in the land of Canaan. Now, while Laban was out shearing his sheep, Rachel stole the household's divine images that belonged to her father. Moreover, Jacob deceived Laban the Aramean by not sending word to him that he was leaving. So Jacob and his entire household left. He got up, crossed the river, and set out directly for the mountains of Gilead. Three days later, Laban found out that Jacob had gone. So Laban took his brothers with him, chased Jacob for seven days, and caught up with him in the mountains of Gilead. That night, God appeared to Laban the Aramean in a dream and said, Be careful and don't say anything hastily to Jacob one way or the other. Laban reached Jacob after Jacob had pitched his tent in the mountains. So Laban and his brothers also pitched theirs in the mountains of Gilead. Laban said to Jacob, What have you done? You have deceived me and taken off with my daughters as if they were prisoners of war. Why did you leave secretly, deceiving me and not letting me know? I would have sent you off with a celebration, with songs and tambourines and harps. You didn't even let me kiss my sons and my daughters goodbye. Now you've acted like a fool, and I have the power to punish you. However, your father's God told me yesterday, be, be careful and don't say anything hastily to Jacob one way or the other. You rushed off now because you missed your father's household so much. But why did you steal my gods? Jacob responded to Laban. I was afraid and convinced myself that you would take your daughters away from me. Whomever you find with your divine images won't live. Identify whatever I have that is yours in front of your brothers and take it. Jacob didn't know that Rachel had stolen them. Laban went into Jacob's tent, Leah's tent, and her two servants' tent, and didn't find them. So he left Leah's tent and went into Rachel's. Now Rachel had taken the divine images and put them into the camel's saddleback and sat on them. Laban felt around in the whole tent but couldn't find them. Rachel said to her father, Sir, don't be angry with me because I can't get up for you. I'm having my period. He searched but couldn't find the divine images. Jacob was angry and complained to Laban, What have I done wrong and what's my crime that you've tracked me down like this? You've now felt through all of my baggage and what have you found from your household's belongings? Put it in front of our relatives and let them decide between us. For these 20 years I've been with you. Your female sheep and goats haven't miscarried and I haven't eaten your flock's rams. When animals were killed, I didn't bring them to you, but took the loss myself. You demanded compensation from me for any animals poached during the day or night. 
The dry heat consumed me during the day, and the frost at night. I couldn't sleep. I've now spent 20 years in your household. I worked for 14 years for your two daughters, and for six years for your flock, and you changed my pay ten times. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the awesome one of Isaac hadn't been with me, you'd have no doubt sent me away without anything. God saw my harsh treatment and my hard work and reprimanded you yesterday. Laban responded and told Jacob, The daughters are my daughters, the children are my children, and the flocks are my flocks. Everything you see is mine. But what can I do now about my daughters and about their sons? Come, let's make a treaty, you and me, and let something be our witness. So Jacob took a stone, set it up as a sacred pillar, and said to his relatives, Gather stones. So they took stones, made a mound, and ate there near the mound. Laban called it Jagar Sehadutha, but Jacob called it Galid. Laban said, This mound is our witness today, and therefore he too named it Galid. He also named it Mizpah because he said, The Lord will observe both of us when we are separated from each other. If you treat my daughters badly, and if you marry other women, though we aren't there, know that God observed our witness. Laban said to Jacob, Here is this mound, and here is the sacred pillar that I have set up for us. This mound and the sacred pillar are witnesses that I won't travel beyond this mound, and that you won't travel beyond this mound and this pillar to do harm. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor will keep order between us. So Jacob gave his word in the name of the awesome one of his father Isaac. Jacob offered a sacrifice on the mountain and invited his relatives to a meal. They ate together and spent the night on the mountain. Laban got up early in the morning, kissed his sons and daughters, blessed them, and left to go back to his own place. So over the past few days, once we have gotten into the story of Jacob and Esau, we see much deception. And there's been deception even prior to that, uh, with Abraham calling Sarah his sister, not his wife, not once, but twice. And we see the consequences, the effects of such deception. It's interesting going through this in chronological order to see just how much deception. Two cases as well, with the case of Jacob and Esau, with the birthright being stolen, and then the blessing before Isaac's death. And it's also fascinating that Rebecca, the boy's own mother, <laughs> is completely responsible for the deception. This causes the brothers to separate, and it causes Jacob then to work for seven years for a woman he believed he's being given as his wife, all to find out this is not the custom of the town. But he asked for her specifically. So much deception. And I believe what we are seeing, what we may take from this, what we may learn from this, what we may learn from our own lives, is that deception can only breed more deception. And you realize these things when you go through the Bible once, but when you're 
here's so many times you're like, whoa, this is just compiling because so far the people in the stories that we are following are where they are because of the previous person's deception. And it might cause us just to pause and think how life could turn out so much differently if we tell the truth, if we lead with the truth. And I would argue to say that this truly goes back to the very beginning of day one, Genesis one, when we learn that shame is a factor with our sin for so many of us. Shame can keep us from telling the truth when we feel like our truth will not land softly with the person that wants the truth, we then can become very deceptive. We can become very sneaky, and then that leads us to being liars. And while it should bring us great comfort that the Bible is full of them, and maybe they're not so far off from us, but maybe we could consider the consequences and the twists and turns of life based on deception, based on lies. And maybe we could pause and consider, are we a safety net for people who admit the truth, even though the truth can be brutal, can tear us up. But after that, it is the truth that sets us free and who God sets free, is free indeed. Jesus, we thank you that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And sometimes we read that and they just become words. We do not fully understand the full context of things that we read, the meaning, until we get into a place where it becomes relevant to us because we have experienced it or we experience something that causes us to know and lean into you in a way that your word describes you that we have not yet understood or grasped. I pray that as followers of the way, the truth, and the life, and as we move forward this year with our guiding light being truth, that you will lead us into all truth, as painful as it is, as reckless as we have been, I pray that we would be lovers of the truth that thirst for righteousness. We can only do that with your help. Help us is my prayer. Help me is my prayer. I pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible. Check it out. That is home base. That's the website. That's the free app that you can download it. Go ahead and download it if you have not. If you would like to partner with us here at the Daily Audio Bible, thank you so much for each and every partnership. We could not do this without you. If you're giving by mail, Daily Audio Bible or DAB, PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174 or you can utilize that app and hit the give icon up at the top right hand corner. Lastly, look for the give icon on the website. If you would like to partner with us through prayer, 
you can do so several different ways. 800-583-2164. Please limit your call to two minutes or utilizing the app once again, hit the red circle button up at the top right hand corner. You have two minutes on the prayer line, hit submit, turn the wheel to chronological at the end and it will get to the right place. That's it for me today. I'm Jill. I'm looking forward to a week of truth here together with each and every single one of you. Thank you for the joy, the honor, the privilege it is to read the word of God, not only to you, but with you. I'm on this journey with you and what a beautiful journey it is. I'm Jill. Until tomorrow, love one another. Hi, family. This is Behold a Son from California. And I'm just calling back. Uh, this is probably my second time calling in about a week. Um, I'm calling because I want to be more active. I've been listening for about seven years, and I never called in. So... I just want to be more active in the community because I feel like I know all of you guys. Um, I hear you guys every day for the seven years pretty much consistently. And um, so I just want to be a part of the community. Um, Also, I'm asking for prayers for my son. He's 18 and um, he may need heart surgery. Uh, I don't know how he got his whole life without us realizing that he, he had heart issues. Um, they say he only has two heart valves and we're supposed to have four. And one of those heart valves is a leaky, leaky heart valve. So um, I'm just asking for prayer, family, for whatever the Lord puts on your hearts. Um, I thank you guys. I bless all you guys in the name of Jesus. And um, I'll be calling in soon. Thank you, guys. This is Behold a Son from California. God bless you guys. Welcome, Wendy. As you said, it's the first year you're listening uh, successfully after your sister in Christ, Natisha, uh, led you to the DABC. And I'm praying for you and with you, your request for Natisha for a full restoration of her body and mind. And, oh, Wendy, praying for you. Yes, in the gracious, healing name of Jesus, Wendy. Last year, you had a miscarriage and a broken relationship. And yet, the prayer you asked for is for Tyrell, that he not be walking alone in this world, but praying salvation for Tyrell. Yes, in the saving name of Jesus, Oh, Ruach HaKadosh, we lift Tyrell to you for salvation for him. And along with praying for Natisha, I pray again for Wendy. Oh, Wendy, you just, you're wondering, should you move to another apartment? And really, you're trusting in God. You're looking for his direction. You're asking for prayer. Please forgive the coughing. I'm still getting over effects of COVID. I apologize. And Wendy, you're asking prayer that you not be fearful. 
though praying, oh yes, because God does not give the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And praying strengthen the Lord for you, Wendy. You just want to hear and do what God is asking you to do. In Jesus' name, God bless you, Wendy, and welcome to DAB. All praise be to God. We love you, Lord Jesus. Yes, we worship you. We give glory to your name, even as my time runs out. Chicago Peg signing off, giving praise to God. Amen and amen. Hello, DABC family. This is Darla from Hungary, and I wanted to lift up in prayer Tiffany, I believe, from New York, and her husband, and uh, Wendy, who is a first-timer in the ABC, so welcome. I wanted to pray for both of you. I can relate to both of you in different ways, and I just wanted to let you know that you're already doing the right thing by being in the Word of God every single day through the ABC and also like putting on the armor of God. That's your number one priority. Um, just stay rooted in Christ. Everything will be okay. You're going to hear from Him. And he's always there. So, Heavenly Father, I lift up Tiffany and her husband, who's um, having trouble in hearing from you and um, feeling like he lost his faith, and um, that is causing a great uh, distraction in this family, Lord. Just unify them and just keep them strong in your word, even when the doubts and the darkness is coming. Um, I ask you to bless Tiffany, to um, shine uh, to her husband light. That is your light that's coming from you, Lord. And I pray for Wendy also that you shine your light on her and that she becomes that light and that her story is going to become testimony of your greatness and your goodness, Lord. I know that this year that is coming is full of unknown, but it doesn't have to be one. We are just deeply rooted in you, Lord. Please strengthen these two ladies and her family and Tiffany's family as well and throw the right people around them. Protect them and bless them, Lord. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm a truck driver, and I hope somebody can call me before I decide to end my life. I've had enough. I can't put up with it anymore. I can't put up with life anymore. So, if somebody wants to pray for me, that would be very nice. My first name is Dina, D-I-N-A.